and welcome to Moments of Inspiration, a podcast for educators by educators, with the purpose of sharing what's right in the world for a change. So buckle up and come take a journey with us, because no matter where you are, we're on this road together. Thanks for joining us for Season 1, Episode 3 of Moments of Inspiration. My name is Chris Benick. This week, Molly, Stacy, and I are going to take some time to talk and think about change. For many people, change is hard, maybe one of the most difficult things for them to deal with, especially when the change in question comes suddenly and seemingly with no chance to fully prepare. I think that is the situation that many educators, including myself, find ourselves in. We've suddenly been thrust into a completely different teaching and learning environment that we were neither ready for or prepared to deal with. However, maybe if we can somehow embrace that change and make this a glass half full situation, we can and will see positive results from it. Our guests this week epitomized that spirit and were kind enough to share their stories with us. We're gonna hear from a digital integration facilitator in Moore County, North Carolina, And we're also going to travel south of the border to Charleston, South Carolina to hear from a media coordinator there. These ladies seem to understand that whether we run from it or embrace it, the tidal wave is here and it's barreling down on us like it or not. So, perhaps we should take heed to Bob Dylan's words in the opening verse of The Times They Are Changing, where he simply states, You better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone, for the times they are a-changing. hi to my friend Kelly in beautiful Charleston. She's been using this time away from school to reflect on all the good things that she stores up for some time. I love the plans that she has to change sometime into all the time. Hi, North Carolina friends. It's Kelly Burbage, teacher librarian in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Molly. Being home these past three weeks has given me a lot of time to think about what I would do differently when I get back into my elementary library. It sort of started with my husband bringing a candle outside when I was sitting out there reading, a really nice outdoor candle, and I said, where was that? Where'd you find that? We had tucked it away on a shelf in the laundry room. And so that's what made me start thinking of all of those things in my library that I have tucked away that I now am determined to share with my students. The great books that I've ordered for them, that I've tucked away, that I want to read them later. I'm going to go ahead and read them. The materials that my school has generously made available for our maker activities, things like a class set of Ozobots, Uh, a couple of boxes of Kiva planks, even the little short videos that I've been saving, all the crafts that I've saved on a Pinterest page that I want to do sometime. 
Well, the time is now when I get back into the library. I'm not going to be tucking things away anymore. I'm going to make all of those things available for my students and encourage them to explore even more in the school library. Thanks for the opportunity to speak with y'all and I hope we're all back in our schools very soon. Bye. I've always been a quote guy. For at least 15 of the 19 years I was a classroom teacher, one of my favorite things to do each day was to put a new quote on the board to share with my students. I got them from all over. Songs, movies, TV, books, articles, even snippets I heard on the news. Soon, I started to receive books of quotes as gifts from family, friends, and even students. I was surprised at how many of the young people I work with took note of what I was putting up on the board and at how many of them took me to task if I forgot to change the quote for some reason. As time progressed, more and more students started sharing quotes with me, sometimes on little pieces of paper, other times through emails, even on assignments they turned in. Those students always took pride in seeing one of their quotes show up on the board. Even more surprising was how many of them took the time to write some of them down themselves or bring them back up later in conversation. For them, just like for me, there is just something powerful about the perfect quote. To this day, I still seek out quotes and save them to a file I have in my Google Drive. Yeah, I'm that nerdy about them. Sometimes, on an off day, as corny as it sounds, I will go to that file and start to read through them. Some of them make me laugh. Some make me think. But they all mean something to me. So. Since this week we're talking about change, I wanted to share some of my favorite quotes on that idea. It was hard for me to narrow them down, to be honest. I didn't realize I had so many change quotes in my file. But here are the four I decided on, in no particular order. The first is from a Brazilian lyricist and novelist named Paulo Coelho. He is the author of The Alchemist. His quote is short, but powerful and really speaks to me during this crazy time. It is simply, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. The second quote was a little harder to tie down to one person, but in using my expert Google skills, all the signs seem to point to an interesting Indian author named Ankita Singhal. I think that her words are important to remember because so many of us are worried we aren't doing enough right now. But. She makes me feel better when she says, small changes eventually add up to huge results. Next, I want to share a nugget of wisdom accredited to British writer and teacher of Zen, Alan Watts. He's speaking to those of us who are trying to figure out all the answers to all the questions. His advice, although it may make some uncomfortable, is perfect in my opinion. The only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. Lastly, and I know I said these were in no particular order, but let's face it, for anybody that knows me, 
The simple, straightforward sarcasm of this one makes it my favorite. American stage and screen actor Will Rogers cautions us all not to relax our standards and not to get complacent when he says, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Which one of these spoke to you? Or maybe you have another you'd like to share. Who knows? Your idea could be the moment of inspiration we're all looking for. Our second guest this week is Carrie Robledo, a digital integration facilitator for Moore County Schools, where she integrates robotics, engineering, and coding at High Falls K-8, Elise Middle, and Robbins Elementary. In addition, she is the 2020 Ties Outstanding Teacher of the Year, the Moore County Schools 2019-2020 Teacher of the Year, as well as a Keenan Fellow alumni. More importantly than all that, she's an SNL fan, as you'll see. So, Live-ish from Moore County, it's Carrie Robledo. Now, more than ever, we are learning how important it is to stay connected, not only with our students, but also with our friends and family. People across the country are turning to sites like Zoom and Google Meet to be both isolated and connected at the same time. And there are some pretty great memes going around the internet about Zoom calls. And this past Saturday, Saturday Night Live, did a hilarious and relatable skit about two older employees trying to figure out the video conferencing tool. If you haven't watched that one yet, I highly recommend you do that right after this. And for all my Hamilton fans out there, you've got to watch the Hamilton cast perform the Zoom Where It Happens. Actually, I think I'll start playing this song during my office hours. It's that good. Anyway, over the past five weeks, I have developed a new appreciation for video conferencing tools. As an extrovert that needs, needs to be around people, video chats have been a saving grace for me. And I'm not talking about just work-related calls. Yes, those are wonderful, and it warms my heart to see my students and coworkers and to be able to connect with them. But for me right now, self-care is about connecting with friends and family. Thanks to these video conferencing platforms, my college roommates and I are able to host weekly Zoom game nights. I'm able to stay connected with some of my favorite EdTech friends from around the state. And my friends and I are able to do virtual workouts since we can't physically go to the gym. Oh, and thanks to FaceTime, my family and I were able to virtually celebrate Easter, my mother-in-law's birthday, and my in-law's 40th anniversary all on the same day. The only thing missing were the cascaronas and birthday cake. But we know that one day we'll be together again and we'll celebrate in true Roblado family fashion, cascaronas and all. Staying connected with loved ones has helped me to remember that we're stronger together. So as isolation continues, let's look out for each other. Whether it's Zoom, FaceTime, Google Meet, or the old-fashioned telephone.
Hey, it's Molly here. I am a huge fan of Brene Brown. You know that question, if you could have dinner with any person, Brene would be my answer before you could even finish asking it. Serendipitously, Brene launched a podcast just as the U.S. shifted into quarantine mode, and the messages are so on point. In the episode of Unlocking Us with David Kessler, he discusses his research on grief. If you know the stages of dying by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, David Kessler applied that to grief and grieving, and he added a sixth stage, finding meaning. In his recent talk with Brene, he addresses the loss of the world as we knew it, and that collectively we are grieving what that loss means for us, whether it's the loss of normalcy, the loss of a job, or our health. And he's clear that the greatest loss is our own, whether that's a high schooler missing prom or an adult grieving the death of a loved one. It's a powerful episode, and I highly recommend listening to it. Is it strange to recommend another podcast on this podcast? The episode wrapped up with the importance of naming meaningful moments in response to grief and loss. I can't find meaning during a pandemic, Kessler says, but I can create this meaningful moment. What he means is that when we take action, we give the grief meaning. The thousands of people who are sewing masks for healthcare professionals and friends and shopping for the elderly or immunocompromised neighbors, they are taking action and finding meaning in this crisis. For educators, most of us know our meaning, students. That's why here in North Carolina, there was an amazingly quick response to the shift to remote learning. And why all over the United States, educators scrambled to find some way to connect with students, to provide continued learning opportunities and to keep serving. Our meaning, our why, doesn't change just because we now connect virtually or from a distance. I'd like to shine a quick spotlight on the people who are taking action for the graduates of 2020. Several districts around the nation have created yard signs that announce a 2020 graduate lives here. It's a simple gesture, but one that tells the student, we see you and we honor you. Librarian Aaron Bradley in Orange County, North Carolina, took to social media to recognize seniors. The students submitted a photograph, their post-graduation plans, and a favorite high school memory. And on the CRHS Media Center feed, each submission is featured like a virtual yearbook. Go check out at CRHS Media Center, all one word, on Twitter to see the senior showcase. And to the seniors that are in my family, Sydney, Kylie, Lainey, and Riley, your hard work and success has not gone unnoticed. Nothing we can do or say will give you back these precious missed memories, but I guarantee you will learn from this challenging time and you will continue to make us all so proud. Kessler said that we can't find meaning by taking action during this pandemic. So for some, it might be picking up the phone to stay connected. For others, it might be a creative outlet. The impact might be epic, or it might be a ripple. For Chris, Stacy, and I, our action has been to launch the Moments of Inspiration podcast. We wanted a space to share and amplify the good that's happening, despite the extreme challenges and changes. We hope you'll tell your story to be featured and shared on our platform. We know that the class of 2020 and all those that follow them 
deserve a world that's changing to better serve them. As you are able, take action. Go find those meaningful moments. This is Stacy out here in Catawba County, and I just want to thank everybody for being so thoughtful and inspiring. I don't know if I have anything deep and meaningful to say, but I thank you guys. Thinking about what Molly and Chris said about finding meaning while coping with this pandemic, for me, it is about the little things, at least it is today. Uh, For example, yesterday, our school community did a drive-by parade in front of our principal's house to celebrate his last day of chemo. It was, it was just amazing. Also, my contractor called to follow up on a home repair situation that has been on hold for literally months. Um, Apparently, our kitchen floor is not a quote-unquote essential thing to have done, but, you know, he took the time to keep us up to date. And... I got a call from the dentist about a follow-up appointment that's been put off for a little bit too long. I guess that's all to say that life goes on. The ups and downs, all the daily responsibilities, all of it. So things have changed in so many ways, but in so many other ways, they are reassuringly the same. stuck in our homes, but that doesn't mean we can't stay connected. The Moments of Inspiration podcast is meant to give you a much needed lift in these challenging times. We encourage you to step away from the computer screen, turn up the volume, and get a change of pace for a few moments of your day. Teaching remotely during a crisis is tough. Our goal is to make sure that you don't feel alone, to give you something to smile about, and a few moments to connect with others. We hear you, we're with you, and we're on this road together. Thanks for listening, and please be on the lookout for Episode 4 next week. If you wish to contribute and share your story, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash ILCMOI in all caps. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash all caps ILCMOI. The Moments of Inspiration podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Molly Holloman, Stacey Lovedahl, and Chris Benick. It is available on Anchor.fm and Spotify, as well as through our website, with more platforms to come soon. The music in this episode was taken from YouTube Creator Studio and includes Rolling Heads, 
Lazy Boy Blues, and River Radio 92.3 WBPM by Unicorn Heads. Good Morning by Reed Mathis. She's Gone by the 126ers. A Whisper by Ann Annie. Timeless by Lauren Dusky. And Redwood by Kinkas Morera. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you. So come on, everybody. Get your voice out there. Oh, moments of inspiration. Everybody's talking about it.